Salam everyone, welcome back to Nurain, the Two Lights podcast. I'm Asil and sitting right across from me is um, Sumaya. And so today we're going to be recording a more practical episode, I think something that you can really reflect on and apply to your life, well as well as all of our episodes are like that, but this requires some self-reflection. Um, so today we're going to be talking about how you can use your strengths um, that Allah SWT has given you for his sake. Like how can you utilize the things that you're good at as assets to help you improve in your deen, you know? And so I'm just going to go ahead and start off the discussion by asking Sumaya. This is, you can be as broad or as specific as you want, I suppose, but what are some things that <clears throat> you've identified in yourself Allah Taala has given you that you're good at and how do you utilize them to better help you as a Muslim in your everyday day life? Okay, that is, um, that's a pretty like comprehensive question. Sorry. I feel like there's a lot <clears throat> of different like ways you can go with this. I feel like as a general answer, one of the biggest things that I found is that when you know that you are good at something or that you just have a lot of knowledge in a particular area, one of the best ways that you can apply it is to teach it to other people. And so I think that's what I found to be very um, beneficial, I guess, in this area. For example, um, we, I've talked about this before, but in my household, the Quran was always something that was very, very emphasized on. My mom taught us to read and memorize and everything from a very young age. Um, and so I've had many years to kind of perfect that and work on it for myself. And last year I started teaching a Quran class. So I feel like, you know, in those ways, when you recognize that you do have a talent in something or that you are just good at something or you have a lot of knowledge in something, one of the best things you can do is teach it to other people. And it doesn't have to be in a formal setting. It doesn't have to be in a class setting. It doesn't have to be like this in a podcast setting. It can literally just be advising a friend or advising a younger sibling um, or helping a younger sibling. I think something else that I learned um, is that the people closest to you have the biggest right upon you. So for example, like your family, right? They have a they have one of the biggest rights upon you. Um, so this is going a little bit on a tangent, but if you do have a talent, if you are good at something, it's not just important to go out of your way to help other people. That's still amazing and that's very important and you should, but if one of your family members is struggling and you can help, you should. Um, so that was something my parents really tried to tell me, you know, like you have a younger brother that could definitely use the help with like Quran and that kind of stuff. If you're going to go and teach it to other people, then you also need to be working with him and helping him and teaching him and spending that time with him. So I don't even know if I really answered your question, I mean, but um, the I would say that when you when you do recognize that you are good at something, then it's just important, I think, to apply it by teaching it to others. If you're asking for more like specific things, um, I would say that memorization is a big skill of mine. I'm not even talking about memorizing the Quran, but just in general memorization as a skill, right? That can be applied to so many different things like with the Quran or with Hadith or with Dua. Um, I think that I'm someone who has like, I want to say I have a pretty long attention span 
Like, I'm able to sit and, like, listen to something or watch something, and I have a desire to, um, like, take notes about it, um, that kind of stuff. I think when you you have that sort of a skill in an area or just the ability to do something, um, then it really can be applied to the dean in, in like, literally any any way. Yeah. I think that your first point about teaching others is kind of a, um, kind of related to the next question or next couple questions that I had in mind when talking about this but the whole reason why I asked you about some strengths that you may have is just to get people to realize that some certain assets that you might not even think could be applicable in terms of of strengthening you in your dean can for example memorization like Samaya said she can really good at memorizing content but that means she can also use that to apply to memorizing Quran or hadith or all of these things you know if you're somebody that um <clears throat> is really good with like reading comprehension like personally for me i'm very good at like putting together pieces when it comes to reading and i tend to figure out the whole narrative of the book before I even get halfway through. It just is like that, right? But for me, I'm able to use that. I'm like, okay, I can look at the Quran and, you know, tie this together and tie that together. And it just helps me comprehend better. So I think that <clears throat> observing, wow, my voice today, observing and uh, reflecting within yourself and seeing, okay, I'm good at X, Y, and Z. How can I use that and just utilize it in your everyday to day life? And it doesn't even have to be like academic things. I think that Samaya and I both gave more examples that were academic, but you could be someone that's just really athletic. Okay, cool. Start a gym group and go with people. Get the hasanet for bringing people together, for taking care of their bodies, which are amanas, you know? Or teach people how to do these things, you know? Teaching and, and utilizing your skills and being able to share it with others is such an important thing. And Samaya was kind of talking about the importance of teaching others. And I think that's something that that tends to happen in our society where when people realize that they're good at something, they'll keep it to themselves. Yeah. Oh, it's the secret ingredient in my recipe. I'm not going to tell you that. But what's beautiful about our dean is when you share, you know, every single time that person, if you teach someone one ayah of the Quran, when they go and they teach it to someone else, you're also getting those good deeds. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's something as, as Muslims we have to realize is that we're helping all of us, we're all helping each other get to Jannah, inshallah, right? So keeping something to yourself that could be that could be utilized with the whole general Muslim community is, is especially important. You, try, you should try your best. If you're a good leader, then bring people together and, and start a group, you know, or bring people together to do good for the community, you know? I think something else, because you were talking about how some people, they don't recognize that they have a certain strength or they think about it in a limited realm, like, okay, I'm good at it, but it's just for, like, school, yeah. for example. I think something else, like, you know, I think it's good to give examples so people maybe can, like, be like, oh, but I'm, you know, good at this. I think about, like, our masjid or the masjid that Asid and I like to go to a lot. Um, they have a lot of, like, <laughs> IT, tech, sound issues. For example, if you're someone who is good at that kind of stuff, you can use that to better the quality of the microphones and all of that yeah. stuff at the masjid. Like, even that is something that's very rewardable. Um, or even just teaching, like, children these kind of skills, whether yeah. it's, like... IT skills or maybe it's just um I don't know like <laughs> finances or that kind of stuff it's not like it has to be I'm teaching Quran I'm teaching hadith I'm teaching Islamic studies I'm teaching the sunnah it doesn't have to be that yeah. we talk about this all the time but your intention is really what makes something beneficial to the dean or not so even if you don't have a religious job just because you're not an imam or a sheikh or anything like that Anything that you do, and we've said this so many times, anything that you do really can become 
beneficial to your dean. Um, For example, you know, my mom is a health coach, and so she works with people all the time about just holding them accountable, working towards their health goals, all of that stuff. If your goal is just to help improve people's health because, you know, as a Muslim, it's very important for us to take care of our bodies, to take care of our health. If that's your goal, then you're getting rewarded for it. If that's your intention, um, or even just going out and being in a campus, at school, whatever, if your intention is just dawah, you know, you're getting, like, anything can really be utilized as a strength for you. I think that that's something that people just tend not to realize, is that anything with the right intention can be utilized to help you in your dean. Yeah, and I think, wow, (laughs) my goodness, I think another thing that people... It's this lack of self-confidence that people have within themselves. We all have strengths and assets that other people do not have. And I think that because of the way society is structured, because of the way we kind of try to humble ourselves, but in a way we're kind of degrading ourselves, we convince ourselves that the, tr- that the qualities that we have, everyone else has. At least personally, I tend to do this to myself. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I know I can do better, but I also know that almost, I'm sure everyone else is able to do this, or I'm sure yeah. everyone else is able to do that. Yeah. You know, so it doesn't feel like it's anything special to yeah. you. But I think that's something that when we're talking about utili- utilizing your strengths <clears throat> as a means for bettering yourself within your dean, or as a means of making making anything an act of worship, you really need to think like, okay, you know, pride yourself on the things that you do have and be thankful for the things that you do have. And don't look at the strengths that other people have and be like, man, okay, sure, I have this, but they have that. Like, that seems like yeah. that can be utilized so much better, you know? Like, that's not necessarily the case. Um, whoever's listening to this, like, really think about the things that you do from your day to day and just little things that you do that make you stand out, you know? And don't, don't, <clears throat> like, self, like, like undervalue yeah and sabotage yourself in that manner because when you do that and you only focus on your weaknesses rather than the strengths that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you a when you don't cultivate those strengths they're gonna start to wither away if you don't if you don't you know help your garden flourish it's gonna all die off right right and b you focus and emphasize on your weaknesses so much but you don't do anything to improve or fix them and so that's kind of another question that I wanted to ask you is which one do you think is more important? And I may or may not have asked you this before, but which one do you believe is more important and why? Um, do you believe that strengthening your strengths, like, and continuing to almost perfect your strengths is more important than continuing to build up multiple of your weaknesses? Okay, this And there's is, so many different approaches you can take to this question, but... This is very difficult because I think that both are very equally as important. Um... Like Isid said, every single one of us has strengths, and we also all have weaknesses. And our strengths are different from person to person. Our weaknesses are different from person to person. Something that someone may be struggling with, I may be like, okay, perfect. You know, like, I'm on my A game when it comes to this. Mm -hmm. But then something that I struggle with, someone else could be like, I'm totally not feeling like this is a weakness at all whatsoever to me, you know? So we're, we're very different in the way that we all have our unique strengths and weaknesses, and that's what makes the world go round. I mean, if we were all talented in the exact same things, then we really wouldn't be where we are today. Um, I was listening to a lecture recently, and um, it was basically talking about um, how... This is more of a spiritual sense, but you can kind of apply it to this idea of strengths and weaknesses as well. But uh, it was almost an Iman, and he was talking about how when you get comfortable with just like your strengths 
then, and, and you're not focusing on your weaknesses <laughs> at all. Um, the, <laughs> Oh my gosh! So we have we, we have, have a little guest. Let's move you. So anyway, as I was saying, when you only focus on building up those strengths, you end up having a hole in your bucket, and that's how he yes. described it. He described it as essentially, you know, you have this hole in your bucket when you're not focusing on your um, weaknesses. If you're only focusing on your <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, we got a little cat in here, and he was making some noise, as you can probably hear. I'm going to just try to act like that just did not happen. But, no, I just feel like it's fine. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, so... You might have to repeat the whole thing. I think I'm going to repeat the whole thing. So, I think both are equally as important, and... It's just because of this fact that if you continue to build up on your strengths and you don't focus on your weaknesses at all, you end up having a hole in your bucket, as he explained it. So it's like you can keep doing good, but if your weaknesses are still dragging you down, then all that good is just kind of trickling through that hole in your bucket. So I think that you should 100% keep up with your strengths, but you also do need to give equal attention to your weaknesses. You shouldn't look at your weaknesses as, oh, but I have all these things that I'm good at and all these good things that I'm doing and then disregard the weaknesses. You know, you want to get your weaknesses to be strengths or at least to be a little bit better than they were before. we're always gonna have weaknesses as humans. That's just that's just how we are. And like I said, everyone's weaknesses are very different. Mm-hmm. And just giving a very surface level example, someone could be like, "Sugar is my is my weakness." Like I just love eating sugar. Whereas someone else could be like, "I really hate sweets," and I that's just not my thing. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing when it comes to religion. We we are always going to have weaknesses. We're always going to have things that we're struggling more with. To some people, that might be a struggle that makes no sense. But I think it's really important when you're addressing the weaknesses to just take baby steps. Count the little things as wins. You're not going to go from zero to 100. Sometimes you're going to go from zero to 50 and back down to 10, you know. But the idea is you just want to keep improving. So work on your strengths. Maintain them, you know. Make a routine for those things so they stay in your life and they stay strong. But I think you do have to give equal attention to your weaknesses so that you patch that hole in your bucket. Yeah, no, I like that a lot, Um, the analogy. I think that that's something that when you are not able to pay attention to your weaknesses, I feel like that's a weakness in and of itself. Mm -hmm. Because, sure, you might be able to focus on the things that you're really good at, but if you can't recognize and even address the things that you're you're not good at, those are going to inherently sort of hinder the things that you are good at. Because everything that you do in your life is intertwined, right? Yeah. Just because you might be really, really good at something, maybe the only reason why you're not getting any better at it is because of your weakness. And so you need to address your weakness so you can continue to get better at that particular thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that's something for me that I I had to realize was that I, um, at one point, I was okay. Like, I was like, alhamdulillah, you know, I think that everywhere, like, that I'm good at, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty darn good at, you know. Let me yeah. just leave it there and then let me work on my weaknesses. But because I neglected the things that I was good at, when I tried to come back to those things, like, for example, when you do a sport, right? You can be so good at a sport. And, okay, 
but I'm not good at this part of the sport. I'm not good at swimming. Like, I'm on the track team, but I'm not good at swimming. So you spend all of your time working on swimming. When you come back to track, you're not going to be very good at it Mm. anymore. And I think that's something that, when it comes to our religion, there are so many different aspects of your religiosity, what makes up your religious identity. Um, Like Samaya said, you can be really good in one area and not so great in another. But you have to be able to continue to upkeep the things that you're good at while still working on the things that you're not so great at for example you can be like i don't know you can be really really good at attending the masjid and you know helping your community that can be your strength is that you are a sociable person and you like to be around people and you want to inspire others to do good as well that can be your strength but then your weakness is your your personal connection with allah Mm. when you're praying or you're doing i don't know reading quran or whatever you just don't really have that connection so the proper thing to do is to continue to do what you're doing, but make sure you give a little bit extra time to those weaknesses. But if you completely abandon the masjid and your community is, okay, I'm going to focus all my time to being able to get better at having a personal relationship with Allah or whatever, what's going to happen is when you come back to that community, you might have a difficult time integrating again. You know, you might feel like you've missed out on certain things or you'll create this imbalance and in Islam, everything is balanced. And that's, that's a very, very key thing. You know, you can't, you can't be on like, to opposing extremes, right? You have to find a middle ground. And that that same thing comes to when we're approaching our strengths and weaknesses. We have to make sure that we give equal time to each. And then certain times we focus a little bit more than others. But we don't completely drop right. one activity just because we think that we're already good at it. It's not like, oh, I pray five times a day. I'm good. I'm just going to stop doing that yeah, like and start working on something that. else. Right. Because then that's going to become a weakness, obviously. Yeah. Like, for example, you pray five times a day and then you want to also start praying sunnah. Okay, tell you, you can't stop praying five times a day so you can only pray sunnah. Like, that doesn't make any sense, right? Right. And, and, and another thing is, you're going to... That's the thing about habits, right? You can't go from zero to 100. I yeah. think that's something that we have to realize a lot, is when you're trying to strengthen an area where you lack, you can't go like, okay, khalas, I'm going to read a whole juz a day. Right. Like, when you've never even opened the Quran. And right, right, right. Months. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. So we have to be realistic with our goals as well when it comes to our weaknesses and addressing them. Yeah. So... Absolutely. I think that um, just to kind of talk about certain, like, strengths that people um, may not recognize they have. Like, for example, there's a lot of people that like to do art, right? If that's something you're passionate about that you like doing, make Islamic art or make art that you can sell that goes to a good cause. I just think that that's the kind of stuff people need ideas, you know, and they don't feel like they have any strengths when it comes to the deen. I think yeah. that's something that some people, they're just like, okay, I pray, but I don't really feel my prayer that much. I, I mean, I fast during Ramadan, yeah. but other than that, like, I'm not really doing much else. And they don't feel like they have strengths, you yeah. know? And so h- how would you kind of um, address those people? Well, the first one, like, would be to just really think about the things that, like, your hobbies. I would first look there because hobbies tend to be things that you're not necessarily horrible at, but there are things that you find enjoyable that you do and that sometimes when you focus on a hobby enough, you end up becoming pretty good at it, right? Yeah. So, for example, Samaya gave the example of art, and I that resonates with me a lot because I, I like to think that I'm a pretty good artist, right? And so recently I've been paying a lot more attention and focusing on religious art, on calligraphy specifically. Yeah. Um, and often the calligraphy that I do make sure it goes towards a good cause, towards the masjid. You know, it's joint effort, but nonetheless, it's still that. And that's one example where if you feel like, okay, I really enjoy art, I really enjoy painting, and it's something that I have an eye for, 
go ahead and find a way to utilize that by doing whether it's Islamic art like Sumaya said giving a donation or a charity um, another example would be if you are I don't know you some people like have like really good ears when it comes to music or something mm. you know but say <clears throat> you you really are good at that kind of stuff okay go ahead and work on your voice like you have a really beautiful voice okay go ahead and utilize that towards the Quran yeah. Try to make your voice, you know, work on it so you can be able to recite nicely. Or come up with little nasheeds, nasheeds or little, you know, little things to teach children about Islam. You know? You can utilize that strength of being really good at, at singing or whatever to, to teach kids. You know? Or to to work on your Qur'an. Um, there are just, there's a, such a variety of examples, but I would start off with just really focusing on the things that you enjoy doing. Because when you enjoy doing something, chances are that you put quite a bit of work into them for example another example is baking so you're i was literally about to say okay go ahead and, and um bake things for the masjid for a bake sale and it goes to the fundraiser and if you don't uh, as a fundraiser for the masjid and if you don't have time necessarily for baking a bunch of goods and, and giving them out for a donation or whatever then go ahead and bake things for your neighbors go yeah when you get a chance just make little batches and give them to your friends yeah or teach little kids how to bake too find a time where you can set up an opportunity just to to teach them you know I was gonna bring up this point about like the cooking and the baking if you're someone that's like a kitchen oriented person like I am um it can just be like I'm gonna cook a meal and take it to a homeless shelter yeah you know just stuff like that it doesn't even have to be I'm gonna go to the masjid and take it to the masjid even baking for your friends just yeah, because or or whatnot like all of these things their strengths and if again if your intention is right they will benefit you um it doesn't have to even be a physical talent. There are some people I think that we meet that just have, they're so, th- their personality is just so attractive. Like they're so amazing mm-hmm. in their personality. They're just such good people. They have a they have a knack for bringing people together or including everyone in conversation or, you know, just making sure no one feels left out or they're just, they make people feel very comfortable. If that's the kind of person you are, that's an amazing thing that can be used you know, to benefit you. Um, Just you being the person that you are and having this ability to bring people together, to make people laugh. Of course, if it's like within Islamic bounds and you're not like (laughs) making fun of anyone or anything like that, you know, some people, they're really good at that. They're really good at the social aspect. So it doesn't have to be, let's go to the masjid together, Mm -hmm. but it can just literally be that you're, you see someone feeling left out and you're bringing them into the conversation. Or, you know, you're just... In a group of people, you can tell someone feels a little bit uncomfortable, so you make an effort to kind of speak with them, you know, go out of your way to make them feel more comfortable. All of that stuff, that's the thing. It's not like you have to find something Islamically that you're good at or mm-hmm. or you have to contribute it just to the masjid. It can literally be, be anywhere. anything, yeah. anywhere, you know? I think another one is if you're... Some people are really good with words. Mm-hmm. Some people, like my mom is mashallah, like she can write you know so she used her writing as a way to help change the narrative of what muslims in america looks like especially around the time of 9 11 and stuff that's yeah. what she that's what she spent spent the most of the time doing she was like okay i know that i'm really good at this and i know that this can impact a large group of people let me go ahead and write something about it so people can see us in a different light you know so that's just another example and like samaya said the personality thing i think that's huge honestly absolutely because like, when you're able to bring people... If you do something and you it's in your head, I'm doing this for the sake of Allah and alone, then it, it's an act of worship in and of itself. You know, you just have to make sure you continue, let's continuously remind yourself 
of that. Even like, even when it comes to success in other areas of your life, I know that we had a whole episode called Dino Verdunia, um, and how people we talk about how people tend to focus on the success of this life more than the success of the next. But when you're focusing on the success for the hereafter and where you want to end up in the hereafter, inshallah, Jannah, um, you don't completely neglect what's going on in this life. Yeah. And I think that's something too. If you are someone that's academically just mashallah, you're doing great then continue to work on that. Continue to try your best to succeed so that way you can provide, inshallah, one day a really nice life for yourself. Or yeah. you can be able to, I don't know, if you end up wanting to become a professor or something, you're able to teach others and also do da'wah while you're doing it. Yeah. You know? So also, like, a trying to achieve and attain success in aspects of your life in this dunya and the next is also acts of worship. You know, you And they're intertwined. Yeah, everything is intertwined. Yeah. They're intertwined. So I, I would say that um, even I have people that I know that are like really good with like modest fashion. Like there's like one specific person that comes yeah. to mind, someone that I know that like I've never seen her wear literally, literally anything tight, no leggings, no like literally she's always dressed like mashallah so modestly, mm-hmm. but she's so stylish. So even stuff like that where you're yeah. able like if fashion is something that you like a lot that you like to express yourself through putting together like modest fashion outfits and I'm not saying she doesn't like display her fashion you know she doesn't have an account that's like dedicated to that but just even going out like that or being able to give people tips on how do we how do you revamp your outfit how do you feel amazing but also like dress within the bounds of the hijab the same girl is also very talented when it comes to like filmmaking like little short films little videos like all of that stuff can be used like if you're good at that it can be used so well to help the community, to help your friends, to help people on the path of Allah. So everyone it's it's so unique in that they're good at different things, like we said. You know, yeah. personally I do not have any knowledge when it comes to like the IT film video. Like we yeah. barely can do this. <laughs> and we, we were barely, struggling. We barely can um, guys. So <laughs> it's it's so important that we all come together and like where others lack and you know where you can fill in for that you should you absolutely should i think that's something okay wait two points one first of all i love it when i see that girls can be super stylish because it gives me ideas yeah in and of itself when you give someone an idea of how to be more modest inshallah you're also attaining the good deeds for that because Mm -hmm. you're like that person is able to style an abaya because you gave them the inspiration too yeah so just realizing just being you and your unique self in and of itself is an act of worship. Yeah. And another example, I kind of said this at the beginning, but for the dudes that listen, if there are any dudes that listen, like, if you're just, like, an athletic Not guy, the creeps, sorry, not because the creeps, we don't you know, like y'all. <laughs> there are some, too. Um, but, like, if you're just, like, an athletic, social guy, then go ahead and get the guys together and, and go to the gym. Start, you know... I'm always, whenever I go to the masjid, I'll see, because it's like a communal basketball court. Yeah. The guys will be bringing other guys. Yeah. That's that's a bonding time, you know? That's that's creating relationships within your Muslim ummah, within your Muslim community, and I think that's beautiful. Absolutely. And in terms of having a really bubbly personality, sometimes you feel like, okay, what am I going to be able to do with that? Well, being able to approach non-Muslims and just talking to them, like, man, I remember that one Muslim kid. You know, my, the one yeah. Muslim friend is so nice. That's da'wah in and of itself. You yeah. Yeah. Um, I had another example, and I just, I can't remember it at the moment. But even if you're, like, you're a very talkative person, start a podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'm a talkative start person. A but when you when you're someone, like, for example, Sumaya and I, we saw something in our relationship was that, alhamdulillah, we are able to have really deep conversations, okay? 
let's try to broadcast this to other people so they can also gain and learn the way that we're learning from each other. Yeah. You know, which start made us start this podcast, you know? So even within your own friendships, if you realize, man, like, look at us. Like, we actually, we do we do this and we do that. Yeah. You know, maybe if you're, you're friends, like, your whole relationship relies on, like, food and you guys are just foodies because some people are totally like that. Go ahead and find halal places in the area and tell other people about it. Be like, yeah, I remember this one halal place. Support your Muslim businesses. And if that's your thing, whether it's shopping or going out and you really like to eat out and you want to try different restaurants, you know, let people know, though, oh, there's a halal cart over here. Oh, this guy has a really good showroom of spot. Like, you know, just simple little things like that. I think Our also, strengths. yeah, never underestimate getting involved, you know. Yeah. Um, go to your local masjid and ask how you can help. Yeah. Um, ask, you know, if you see somewhere that's lacking or whatnot, like I said before, step in, start a class. You know, I know like something Asita has been trying to work on is like a self-defense class. Like if that's something that you're good at, do something at the masjid, do yeah. something in your school community. If your school doesn't have an established MSA, start an MSA or join the MSA. You know, like if there's yeah. a, if you're on a college campus, whatever, take leadership positions in non-Muslim like organizations. Like it's totally fine, obviously, if you're involved in like student government or any of these things, but it's very important to have people who are Muslim in those positions, even at school and whatnot, because like it, it's uh, it's important for people to know that that Muslims need to be leaders and not just followers. If you're good in that realm, take those positions, go for those positions, but just even on a, on a lesser scale, join the Islamic organizations at your school or start mm-hmm. them, all of that stuff if you're capable. And I think that this is where the issue comes in is people, they just feel like they don't have time to utilize anything for their for their benefit or they don't have the capacity. Something that really drives me crazy is people that will be like, oh, I'm so bored. And then they just go and do something random. And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that's totally fine for you to enjoy yourself. Yeah. Sometimes I will read and I'm not reading Islamic books or something. I'll just read because I want to read a certain book or I'll, you know, do whatever. It doesn't have to be like, you know, you're always reading Islamic things or always watching an Islamic lecture. You can watch a movie too if you want, you know? But if you're bored, some people, they just they just don't know what to do with themselves and they consider being bored like a way for them to just like pass the time and that's it, you know? Yeah. And that is that is the opportunity to utilize your time. Like if you're bored and you really don't have anything else to do, open your mushaf. Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't know how to read, learn to read, learn the Arabic alphabet listen to a lecture like if you're bored there are like oh my gosh people will tell me i'm bored and they'll be bored for hours and they don't do a single beneficial thing like you're just over here working on some artwork or whatever okay great again like i said that's totally fine for you to do things that you enjoy on your time and your free time whatever but you're bored for days on end you have nothing to do do something beneficial even if it's 30 minutes like just sit for 30 minutes it's not that hard yeah you know? I think that's something that, okay, this is like, I don't want to say it's a pet peeve, but at the same time, it's, it's kind of, it kind of is when people try to kill time. And it yeah. bothers me because every second that you're living and breathing, you're getting an inch and an inch and an inch and a second and a second and a second closer to dying. Yeah. That's when your time is up. That's when you don't have any more opportunities to do what you could have done with what the time that you did have. Boredom can be actually a gift from Allah when he just gives you a break. Yeah. He's like, okay, this is a break for you. View it as a break. Change your perspective of what 
this this you know quote unquote waste of time because I feel like that's something that alhamdulillah I think I'm pretty good at is like I like to be busy yeah I like to occupy myself and I don't mean to the point where I'm like totally stressed out okay sometimes can calm off that way but it's more so like when I know that I have more free time than normal okay utilize that have a balance in your day sure don't just dedicate it to Islamic things. But at the same time, I really, really, really like listening to lectures and taking notes. Yeah. I find it so much fun. Like, that sounds like such a nerdy thing that I'm saying it out loud, but I find it really fun. So whenever I have that time where I can be, quote-unquote, bored, I go ahead and I find a lecture to listen to. And then afterwards, when I'm done, I go ahead and draw or something. Or even when you are doing something like drawing, for example, go ahead and turn, or cooking, or baking, or even going on a run or something. Go ahead and turn on a podcast. Go ahead and turn on some Quran for a little bit of time and listen to that. So that way you feel like you're doing something beneficial while you're also doing those recreational activities. Yeah. Multitasking. Yeah. Make that a skill, guys. Let me tell you, multitasking is the best thing ever because you're able to feel a little bit more relaxed while still learning something. Yeah. While still gaining something, while still, you know, getting good deeds for it, inshallah, you know? Yeah. And when you do that, you're strengthening your iman because you're you're tying the things that you enjoy doing with Islam. Yeah. You enjoy being in the kitchen. You enjoy cooking. It'll end up becoming a habit that you turn on a lecture, you turn yeah. on a podcast, or you turn on some Quran, you know? Yeah. And that will slowly end up, if you're that person or maybe one of your weaknesses is you feel like the time that you have is being consumed by other worldly things, like, like extensively, like you don't have a balance, like say you really, really enjoy listening to music, and yeah, you like listening to Quran too, but... You turn on the music immediately. Yeah. You know, when you start to do that and you start to make a conscious effort to work on that weakness of, of tying in Islam some way, somehow into your everyday recreational activities, um, you're going to feel more inclined to do them. Yeah. That's how you, I feel like that's how you work on your spiritual weaknesses, like the literal spiritual weaknesses, is that you just have to find ways to make yourself want to do them. You know? Want to do better. Yeah. Want to do better and want to actually enjoy them. Yeah. Don't, it doesn't have to be boring. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get at. It does not have to be boring. And people connect in different ways. Yes. And so you have to be able to find the ways that you connect the best. And we kind of were going a little bit off topic. But, for example, if um, you are someone who really connects with the Qur'an by learning it, by memorizing it, then go ahead and do that. But if you're someone who prefers... Uh, maybe memorization is not the greatest skill for you at the moment. If you're someone who prefers to read into the translations and to figure out the meanings of the ayahs and the wording and the language and why did Allah say this in this specific way or what does this specific word mean? There's different, there's multiple ways to connect to one thing. And that's because, like I said, everyone has a different approach. So I think finding that approach is very important um, because we don't all do things the same way. And if we did, it would be kind of a pretty boring, boring world, world, you know? But everyone has a different way that they prefer to connect with a particular thing. And that is a way that you can also help others learn. You know, if you're connecting with something in one way and someone else is connecting in another way, you can kind of share what your personal connections have taught you, right? So I think that that's also something that's just very important is that you have to recognize what your strengths are. And if someone says, I don't have any strengths, think back to your hobbies. Like Asil said, what are you good at outside of the quote unquote like Islamic realm? Because I think that's what intimidates people is they're like, oh, but I'm not good at anything Islamically. Yeah. Okay, well, think about 
something that feels like it's outside of, of Islam, um, you know, like art or whatever, something that you don't automatically associate with religion, how can you use that to benefit yourself, to benefit other people? How can you get involved? Um, and what are the small changes that you can make in your life that are going to help you increase your spirituality so that you're able to discover those strengths and benefit others through benefiting yourself? And so these very small tweaks, like Asid said, is like when you're cleaning or, or doing artwork or cooking, just turning on a lecture or Qur'an, when you're in the car, turning on Qur'an instead of like music, um, you know, just going to the masjid more, like these little things that you can do in your life that if you are consistent with them, will build you into a much more spiritually rounded person um, because you'll begin to tie all the things that you do to Islam, which is how it should be anyway, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that that way it's just much easier to recognize your strengths. And as a teacher, I think it's very important for teachers to help their students find their strengths, not even find them, but discover them in a sense. If you see a student is really amazing at something, I think it's really important to be able to let that student flourish in that way. Um, That's actually a really, really good point. Um, That's something that I was actually going to touch on was the fact that when you see someone that has a skill that they might not necessarily recognize, because we, we don't, everyone sees us differently. Yeah. We're inside our own heads, but the perspective Sumaya has of me is very different than the perspective I have of myself. Right. And because she has that outsider perspective, she can recognize things that are in me that I might not ever recognize unless someone points it out. Yeah. You know, when you see that someone has a skill and a talent and that they're not necessarily aware of, or they don't really think it's that big of a deal, make it, make it obvious for them. Like, hey, Allah, you're really good at this. Yeah. And give them ideas on how they can use it, whether it's, you know, use it for the betterment of themselves, betterment of their community, whatever. Yeah. Show, show them. Because sometimes, like, for me, there are certain things I never thought I was good at until people point them out. For me, my, my personally, my, my, like, you know, people have, like, the love language test. Yeah. Mine is words of affirmation. That's yeah. just the way I am. And because of that, I've, I, I think that I naturally am able to recognize the things that people are good at. And mm-hmm. I really, when I when I have a connection with somebody, I will make it very apparent to them, you're really good at this. Yeah. You know, this is something that you can really use. Just go ahead and do it, you know? Yeah. And so because of that, I've always been more naturally inclined to point out people's talents. But some people aren't. Like, like for example, I feel like if Samaya noticed something in me that I didn't notice and never told me, that's that's almost stopping me from being able to grow in that area. Mm. Like, wow, I didn't even realize I was good at that. You're right. Like, yeah. That's crazy. You right. Know? But if you don't make that obvious to people sometimes, they're never going to get that opportunity. Right. So when you have that ability to be, because that's a strength, when you have the ability to see that someone is good at something, even someone that's better at you than some, at you. Than you. Than yeah. you. That's <laughs> the word. Um, tell them. Yeah. And so, and help them flourish, you know? Yeah, and I, that's not to say that you are obligated to oh, tell no. people about their strengths or what you think but they're you good at or that it's it's the only way for them to be able to discover that. Absolutely not. No, it's not no, no. your responsibility. I think it's just a very, um, it's a very thoughtful thing to do, especially when you're working with little kids. It's very... Um, it assures them and it makes them feel more confident in themselves. And that's how we all are. You know, when people tell us, you know, you're good at something, you feel like, okay, you're doing something right. Um, 
So I think it's very important to um, to point out when people are doing things. It's not, again, it's not a must, but I think it is definitely something that we should practice more in our yeah. communities. Um, with that, though, I guess some people may be like, okay, well, do we point out people's weaknesses? Oh, yes. And this is something that I was thinking about for the past few minutes as Asid was talking, and I'm like, okay, I think that it depends on the relationship that you have with the person Mm -hmm. and the manner in which you do it. I think that if you have a close relationship with someone and you realize that they're maybe lacking in a particular area, it is, I think, very important to bring that to the person's attention. Because a lot of the time, people don't even realize that they have a certain weakness. I think that we all have weaknesses that we know are our weaknesses, but then there's certain things that you might not be aware of that you're doing. So I think that when you have that relationship or that close connection with someone, being able to go to them and just say, hey, you know, I've kind of noticed this particular thing that maybe isn't um, the best, you know? I think it's important to do that just to help the person. Again, it really depends on the manner in which you do so. Um, But never point out people's weaknesses like in front of other people. I think that's something that's really, really hard. And it's something that happens a lot today. And it's like the basis for bullying and all of that stuff. Like if you're in a group of people, you're not going to be like, oh my gosh, this person is so bad at X, Y, and Z. Like you're so bad at it. Like just don't even try anymore because that you're horrible, you know? That is not something that you should practice at all whatsoever. If someone does have something that you would like to bring to their attention, just bring it to their attention and their attention only. Um, And again, like I said, the way in which you do it is the most important thing. Because a lot of the time, it's not even what you say, it's just how you say it. Um, So I think that that's that's really important. Something else that I just want to add really quick, though, is that you know, we, we talk a lot about having good friends and et cetera, and your friends should be people who are going to encourage you to do better, and they will, you know, they're not afraid to make things a little bit uncomfortable if that means that they're helping better you. And although all of that is definitely true, I think that it's important also to know your limits and your boundaries, because for some people, you know, they don't need people pointing out a weakness to them because they're already aware they're really yeah they're aware and they're self-conscious about it and it's not even doesn't have to be a skill maybe someone is just inclined towards a certain sin for example and that's a weakness a lot of the time for some people they could just be doing it and they don't care okay that's different than someone who has a weakness and they're aware of that weakness and they're already kind of destroying their self as it is and they're already super disappointed in themselves etc etc in that case i think it's it's I don't know. I just don't think it's the best thing to continue to Push bombard that person and to keep bringing it to their attention because it's like they're already disappointed in their self enough and they're already trying, you know? So I think it just depends on the person and the situation and um, the relationship that, that you have with that person. Yeah, and another thing too is whenever you bombard, when you have to be introspective, right, about that relationship with that person. But If you already are close enough to someone to know about a thing that they're doing that's a really deep weakness, and then you just go ahead and you really continuously emphasize on it, it's going to sometimes, it can make someone feel like, okay, like clearly I am too far gone. And that's not not a concept in Islam. That's not something that we believe in whatsoever. 
um, if you truly repent and you truly try to get better, then that's what matters, right? Yeah. But sometimes when you keep pushing and pushing and pushing, people, A, will stop or try to work on the weakness for the wrong reasons. Yeah. They'll try to work on it to please you or to please that relationship so that way it doesn't fall apart. Or, um... Or it's it's just it's just for the wrong reasons. It's not for Allah's Prophet. So if you notice that someone does have a weakness, don't don't keep emphasizing on it. Like like constructive criticism is something I really, really believe in. It's like, look, I I know that you're really good at this and I see you trying, but there's this also that maybe we could work on. Yeah. You know? And sometimes within a friendship it's like, hey, look, I need to talk to you. Yeah. Right? There is something that we both do that maybe maybe in that friendship you backpipe backbite mm. oh my goodness or maybe maybe you both use language that shouldn't be used or right. not even just both or a group of people you know so make that aware it's like hey look we both do this in this friendship and we, I want to keep this pr- friendship and I want to continue to sustain it and I want to continue to grow it for the better so let's try to work on it together let's, yeah. let's make a conscious effort together to get better at something or it's e- it can even be like hey I noticed that we both lack knowledge in this certain area would mm. you like to accompany me on this journey to to get better at it or even yeah. like hey i noticed that you know you're struggling with this and I'm, yeah. I'm doing a really good job like you know i i you know this is my strength and this is your weakness let me let me help you out you know i'm here for you make that obvious to people because you being able to open up like i have a strength and i want to help you because it's different when you do it on a community level versus an intimate level with somebody. Yeah. I don't mean intimate in a weird way. I just mean a personal level. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, I'm able to help the whole community with this as well, but I want to make sure I give you extra time because I really value you as a person. Yeah. That's a strength, being yeah. able to recognize the value that and the value that you have for a friendship and that you want to continue to to keep it and foster it and allow that person to grow as well. So yeah. offer offer those opportunities. Be like, hey, I know that you really want to start working out, and I already re- regularly go to the gym. Would you like to come with me? Yeah, you know things like that. So, I think the whole premise of this episode is just really just to realize, look at yourself, look at what you're good at. Don't undermine your abilities because everyone has something. Even if some people might have a little bit more. And that's okay. That's what Allah Subhanahu wa Taala gave them, and you need to accept that. But look at what you have, not what other people have. Look at your abilities. Don't undermine them, and see how you can utilize them to help your community. Even if it's just in terms of giving dawah, or it's just in terms of strengthening a bond of in a friendship, or teaching your community ever going on that yeah. wider scale of leadership um, level. And then when it comes to your weaknesses, okay, be introspective about them and try to work on them too. Give equal amount of time to both, and. In terms of you know recognizing other people's strengths strengths and weaknesses, make sure you do it in a in a good manner and not to continue to bring them down, but to continue to build them up because that's the whole point. We're all trying to reach Jenna together. You know, there's not a limited amount of spots. You want to see the people that you love in Jenna. You want to see the people that you recognize from your community in Jenna with you, right? Yeah. And so when you come to realize that you're doing this for the better good of everyone for this life and the next, inshallah, it it makes it so much more worth it. You just have to set your intention for everything, even if it's just giving somebody a ride home. My intention is for the sake of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala to mm-hmm. help somebody out to make their life a little bit easier. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say I would say like everyone has a talent. Everyone has 100%. something that you're good at. Everyone. Yeah. So don't think that you don't have it. You know, you just have to discover it 
And if you're trying to discover in a spiritual sense, then you have to gain spirituality first. Um, Something that I heard a quote that I heard it and immediately wrote it down because I loved it so much. Um, But Sheikh Mohammed Al-Shanawi, basically he was, I don't remember which lecture I was listening to, um, but he said, you don't have to change the world, but you can change someone's world. And ever since then, I feel like I was like, man, that's so powerful because, you know, it's very hard to change the entire world. But changing the entire world starts with changing yourself first and then helping other people change their world. And that's something that I've really been trying to remember and implement is that just those small scale changes, like you never know what that can do for a person. I want to change other people's worlds, you know? And so, um, I don't know. I feel like that's a very powerful thing. And I think if we all focus on just bettering ourselves and changing people's worlds for the better, then um, the world is obviously just going to be a better place. Everyone will have their their space to flourish and utilize their strengths and work on their weaknesses. And um, I think everyone would just be a little bit more happy, confident, and feel like they're contributing because it's yeah. fulfilling to feel like you're contributing. So find that fulfillment from somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere beneficial. And one more thing I'd like to add. Something that my mom used to tell me all the time when I was a kid. I used to tend to feel like whenever you encountered something that was difficult or something that you're not necessarily good at, mm. um, it felt like a locked door. It just yeah. felt like it just it's stuck. You just cannot get through. And she was like, you'll be able to get through it. You'll be able to, con- to strengthen where you lack. Like f- when I was younger, it was math, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about elementary school, like mm-hmm. crying at the dinner table kinds Same. of math, okay? Same. And so this is the first time she used this analogy. It was like, you just need the key. And that key comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to rely on him and ask for yourself while you still search for it. But he will end up giving you that key and you'll be able to get through. And now, I love math. Mm-hmm. It sounds so weird and I can't believe I'd say that. I'm in college and I love math. But yeah. Elementary and middle school, it seems would never, never believe that. But it was yeah. just that you have to find that key. Find that key. And even if it's finding that key within something else that you're good at, do that. But you have to look. You have to try. And you just have to remember that I want to get better. I want to do better. And when you, when you make that realization to yourself and you also call upon Allah... You'll be able, you'll be given that key. And if it's not meant to unlock that door, it'll be meant to unlock a different door. And through that door, you might be able to find another key to go back and unlock that door. Mm. And inshallah, one day you'll be able to unlock your full potential. You just have to try. Um, So any more points? No, I don't think so. So thank you guys so much for listening. And inshallah, you will, wow, hear from us next time. And I also just wanted to add, no, not about this, but like we are officially on Apple Podcasts as well. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and then hopefully very soon we'll be on Google Podcasts as well. Yes. So and please make share sure. with your friends, yes. share with your family. You get good deeds as well for sharing something that you find beneficial. And um, give us feedback as well. Like, we're serious. We can take any ideas. Feedback is important. It's necessary. Just be nice. Yeah, <laughs> constructive criticism, guys. Um, but yeah, without further ado, thank you guys so much for listening again. <laughs>